Thanks for joining us today as you listen to a portion of a message recorded at Vine Life Church in Boulder, Colorado. If you'd like to connect with us further, you can visit us online at www.vinelife.com. So aren't you all looking forward to your turn? (laughs) Sign me up, sign me up. It's really lots of fun watching you do it. So... That's great. Okay, uh, I'm going to do something a little bit different today rather than uh, really teaching, although I'm going to share a few scriptures with you. But the uh, message is going to come from those who participated in ministry in the tent down to Boulder Creek Festival. So many great stories. We just have to stop and hear them and thank the Lord for what he's done. I mean, it's just, it's so good. Um, we don't want to miss this opportunity. And so um, I, I won't be preaching from my iPad like my younger associates. I'm going to preach from my pad. I do have an iPad. But when I preach, I use my pad. (laughs) The older generation is so with me right now. (laughs) Okay, so so I want to set this up before they come and share these stories. These stories are good news. Don't we all like good news? Man, we love good news. I mean, I, sometimes I get so tired of the news on TV because it's bad, I just turn it off. I figure anything that's real important will filter through. Somebody's going to tell me. And CNN sends these things to me on my iPad. So <laughs> I'm not totally ignorant, but... Good news. What does good news do to us? Good news, by the way, is the message of the kingdom, a word called gospel. When you ever hear the word gospel, it means good news. And that's the message of the kingdom. It's supernatural. It's the power of God. And we're called upon to speak it boldly because it is the source of hope. It's the source of salvation. Good news is the source of faith. Good news is a source of life, eternal existence, and peace. So good news does all of these things, brings peace and life and faith and salvation and hope. Hope is a confident expectation for good. And the good news of the gospel through Jesus Christ is what is sent to us to give us this hope. So... Now let's just look at a couple of scriptures real quick before they come and share. I want to look at the Galatians 1, 11 and 12. For I know, for I would have you know, brethren, that the gospel or good news which was preached by me was not according to who? Man. For I neither received it from man, nor was I taught it from man, but I received it through a revelation of Jesus Christ. So the good news of Jesus Christ that we're saved by faith 
through his shed blood, that he paid the price for all of our sin, past, present, and future, to wipe away all of our guilt, all of our shame, all of that is good news. We now are reconciled to our Father in heaven, and we're made loved sons and daughters. That's who we are. Loved sons and daughters. You can't mess this thing up. what I believe. I believe when you're in, you can't mess the thing up. Oh, you can mess up. You can mess up. But if you will turn your heart back to him and appropriate what he's done for you, you can just be restored right back into this place of his love and fellowship with him. You see, I was born, Walter... Okay, I'll tell you my middle name, but if you promise not to repeat it, Big moment. I was born Walter George Robertson Jr. Yeah, you won't tell anybody my middle name. So, not even in fun, some of you. So, I have a relationship with Walter Sr. I'm his son, but I may not have fellowship with him. There's a difference between relationship and fellowship. I'll always be his son, but I may have broken fellowship with him. But I can restore that fellowship with him. It's like that with our Heavenly Father. When you're born again, you have a relationship with him. What you have to work on is your fellowship. Keeping your fellowship intimate with him. You can run away from home. You can run away from it. But when you turn toward him, you can come back to him. And the prodigal son parable tells us he receives you with wide open arms and restores you. So some of that, I didn't share this for service, but for some of you, that's a message today for you to know you can come home. You can come home. That's good news, regardless of what you've done. Regardless of what you've done. That's good news. Here's a couple more verses. Romans 1.16 tells us in verse 16, For I am not ashamed of the good news, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes. When you believe that he, what Jesus has done is true, it, it will release power in you for salvation. And then lastly, Ephesians 6, Ephesians 6.19 says, uh, And pray on my behalf. This is Paul speaking to the church in Ephesus. Pray on my behalf that utterance may be given to me in the opening of my mouth to make known with boldness the mystery of... What is the mystery of what? Good news. It is, I mean, it's a mystery that you could share, hear God, share the Word of God, and it transform a life. It's a mystery, isn't it? That you could hear God say something to them and they're healed. It's a mystery that you hear God and speak His words and hearts are opened and lives are changed, forever changed. So now let's hear some of those stories. Would you like to hear some of those stories, huh? Because when the tent, Didi, if you'd please come help us. Didi has led this ministry for a number of years. 
For those of you who don't know her, this is a good sister right here. <laughs> She's a special person. Would those of you who know her would agree, right? She, what she has done through what training people and what you're going to hear through all her training has transformed this church. It's because of her faithfulness and because she covenanted with us for the presence of God in this place. That's why we have the presence of God. She agreed. She agreed one day. I agree for the presence of God in our life. I just Thank thought you. you should know that. Thank you, Walter. <laughs> just thought you should know who she is. Thank you. Thanks. So, Dee, tell us how many years you've been doing this in attendance, the whole process of preparing them, and how God led you into this. Okay. Um, we. This is our seventh year that we've done it, and it started about eight years ago. I had a dream, and in the dream I was upset and I sent this dream out to John Paul Jackson's Streams Ministry, and it came back that I was upset with God because I was called to power evangelism, prophetic evangelism, and I didn't want to do it. And I didn't want to do it, and it just hit me when it came back because I knew it was the truth. And I felt so inadequate, and I felt so out of the box, so out of my comfort zone to go up to people I don't know and step out in faith like that. But... I had prayed in my heart was after everyone to know God's love. And so God was moving me that way. And so that's how it started. And we took a lot of training. We had Doug Addison come, and he taught us how to do some things. And then we got into prophetic um, classes and dream interpretation classes. And so we trained to do this. And the first year we were there, we were like deer in the headlights, just totally blown away by what we were doing, and God was faithful. He's been faithful. We've learned through our mistakes. He's always faithful to come with his spirit and change life. So it's an amazing experience to be out there. It's amazing to step back in your spirit and listen to what God wants to say to the person that he's so in love with right in front of you, and then to hear that and to put it into words that um, they can receive, and so we're gonna we're gonna listen to some of those stories. Okay, let's have the, so, some of the team. Yeah. Come on up. <clears throat> now, when they do this, they are taught to use language in a different way. So some of the things you hear will not be churchy. So <laughs> I have to say that for people. Uh, because some people say, "Ah, oh, you're going new age, so forth. <laughs> Listen, the new age can't take anything from us. Mm-mm. You know, they can't do it. Everything comes from God. And so it belongs to him. And so some of the terms or some of the words that you, we, it's, it, you know, when I go to Africa, I, I have to speak into their culture as their culture is. There are certain words I wouldn't use, so some things I do use. You know, for example... When they had the genocide, it was the Tutsis against the Hutus. You don't, you don't ask one of them, are you a Hutu, are you a Tutsi? You don't do that because they're trying to break that down. So they, learn, they have learned a different language. In some cases, you're going to hear that. So I'm just putting some of you to rest if you hear anything like that. And those of you who are speaking... Like destiny, destiny, <laughs> destiny drawings. drawings. What's a destiny okay, drawing? Okay, so we have a menu of different things we offer. 
uh, healing prayer, uh, cleansing, um, just to get a reading, um, an encounter. And so we have, we have this menu, and we added this year Destiny Drawings. Really, all of them, we're just stepping back in our spirit and listening and waiting, and we're doing whatever the Father says to do. And so that's, that's the case with every single one of them. And Destiny Drawings is really just that. We're just listening, and any picture that we get, we draw it out and hand it to them. And so, hey, Sarah. Um, so I, there are many, many stories, but there were two that really stood out. Um, the first one was an older guy who um, said he was walking up um, up and down the pathway where there's lots of different psychics and palm readers and tarot cards and um, said that he just kept going back and forth trying to discern. And he said, as soon as I, I wasn't feeling anything, and then I walked by your tent and I felt love and peace emanating from your tent. And so he said, I, you know, he came in and he wanted a spiritual encounter. So I just asked him, you know, if I could put my hand on his heart. And we just asked for love to come and for him to really encounter um, what he was seeking, which was God's presence. And so um, afterwards, he looked at me and he said, um, for 47 years, I've gone to different places and I'm very discerning of things in the spirit. And people would say, I'm going to put energy in or take energy out or do something. And it never cut it for me. He said, but when you put your hand on my heart, it was like power moving through my entire body. And he said, I knew that what you had is the real deal. I knew that what you're carrying is love. So he was totally rocked. And then another young guy came in and he was dealing with back pain. He was a triathlon. And um, we just asked him some questions about his alignment, found out that one leg was shorter than the other and one arm was shorter than the other. And um, so we just prayed for those to grow out. And right in front of him, he just watched his leg grow and his arm grow out and left the tent with no back pain. So got totally healed. Yeah. Awesome. What do we say? What do we say when the Lord does something? Again. Now, this happened in a tent in Boulder last week. We prayed for them in this service. We prayed for them. I mean, this happened. I know some of you in your mind, you go, yeah, right. His leg grew out. Right. I've seen it. I've seen it. What? There's no explanation for it. That's why it's a mystery. Ray Hughes told us to learn how to say, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how that happens. I don't know. It just happened. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. It's, it's in another realm, right? So whether we're giving an encouraging word or we're drawing, um, cleansing can take place, healing in people's hearts. And so uh, Carla was doing a destiny drawing. Yeah, this was a new place for me because I hadn't done the drawings before. I was always giving encouraging words or encounters or something else. And so I stepped out, and you don't have to be an amazing artist to do these. It's really about just getting the message through a little simple drawing. So the first one I um, got was um, right away. I was sitting before this woman, and I saw a... um, hurdler (laughs) you know she was a track uh, race hurdle person so I just did these little uh, stick guys jumping over the hurdles and I'm drawing away and I look over at Roxana and she's doing a horse jumping over a fence at the same time so we began to speak about what that meant uh, that God was telling her that she could um, jump over things and go through obstacles that were difficult in her life and that really spoke to her but 
she brought out in just a few minutes. Um, I used to do hurdles in high school. And so it was very meaningful to her that God had seen her there, and he saw her here. Um, The other one that I wanted to share is about... um, a woman that I, all I could sense was just a wall. And, you know, I didn't have the whole drawing, so I just started with the wall. And I was like, God, there's just a wall here. And he was like, I see it. I'm going to deal with that. And so I put him like a fireball on one side of the wall, and I knew he was going to break through, and that was part of her destiny. But I still didn't really have what he was going to touch. And after I did that part, I got the question mark. And I knew that he was going to break through this wall and answer something for her. So I began to speak into that. And she helped clarify what that question was right there. And we said, why don't we just invite God to come and answer your question? And he did. He just completely manifested. So her destiny was moments away from my drawing. (laughs) Oh, sorry. No, 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 you're fine. So all through this experience, we would have people that would see that people were drawing, and they'd come in for a reading or a word. And so they'd see the drawing, they went, oh, I want to do that. So they'd come back, and they would um, uh, want the drawing after they've gotten a word. And so Nance has a story about that. Well, I got drafted to do destiny drawing without knowing much about it. But I knew that I had loved to draw from the time I was a little girl. So, But I never would have guessed to be able to use it for God's kingdom to bless people. And the, the one that stood out the most to me was a lady who came. I was asking the Lord what to draw for her, and... I heard the word sparklers and fireworks. And I looked at her, and she looked more like she had been having a hard time. And I thought, well, is this going to fit? But it was a strong impression, so I drew sparklers and fireworks. And I showed it to her, and she just burst into tears. And I'm going, oh, boy, I really did it this time. (laughs) But then after the other person finished their drawing... Uh, she shared that she had been to get a word from Cheryl and Pat, and Cheryl started out saying, I see sparklers and fireworks for you. And so to her that just meant that God was proving that he loved her and hadn't forgotten her, and she ran right down and showed it to Pat and Cheryl, and the the thing that really touches me every year is that people just put their hearts right in our hands. Um, So what we are doing with power evangelism, prophetic evangelism, is that the Lord is the Lord of the harvest, and he's the one that's drawing every single spirit, and we don't know where he is in that process. And so we just come alongside him and do what we hear him um, saying or, or see him doing. And so the emphasis is not on us to bring someone to the Lord in that moment. We're just watering or weeding or um, doing whatever needs to be done, whatever he says, and he's the one that causes the growth. He's the one that brings them to them. So Pam has a story along those lines. 
Okay, I'm going to try to not use my notes here. Um, Diane and I were together at this time, and a young lady came in asking for a spirit reading. And she sat down, and she, all we saw was walls, actually, to start with. It was very difficult, because I just, Diane said what, how beautiful and unique she was, and she was just a beautiful lady. And I kind of was like, I just feel like there's something in your past that used to have lots of joy and love, but now something's holding you back. And she goes, yeah, that's correct. So I continued to just pray in the spirit, and I just said, I just feel like something happened from birth, that you had a severe trauma from birth. She goes, oh my gosh, yes. The unbiblical cord was wrapped around my neck, and ever since then, I just feel like I'm choking. I was like, okay, thank goodness I'm okay. So you just kind of move on, and you just trust totally. And so I just broke off the trauma. Many of you have had the trauma prayer here. So I just started breaking off the confusion that was on her and trauma, fear. We asked for the unbiblical cord to be unwrapped from her neck from the birth and asked for time and space to come back to where she was today. And I'm telling you, this lady had nothing but peace. It just poured on her. It's such an honor to do this because it isn't us. It just poured on her. The peace did. So we just continued. And she just wanted to stay in her tent. So I said, well, you can stay here. Why don't you just go out back? You know, it's okay. And we took a, Diane and I took a couple more of them. Next thing I do, we take a break and I go out back. She just comes up and gives me this biggest hug. She goes, who are you guys? I was like, okay. I said, did you really receive peace for the first time in your life? Do you remember this peace? She goes, yeah, I remember it a long time ago. I said, this is our Lord, our Jesus, our Lord and Savior that gave you that peace. So she goes, are you sure? I said, yeah. (laughs) So I just go back again. I, I asked her again. I said, is this the first time you felt this peace? She goes, yes. I said, that is Jesus. She said, yes, it is Jesus. Now, can I, I really feel a prompting, and I know we don't have a lot of time, but there's one young lady that came in that Diane and I did, and the woman, ultimately, she had been raped five years ago. And I am telling you, for somebody, anyone, we broke off shame off this young lady, and it was completely victory. She walked out, and we were able to give her scriptures, Isaiah 61, that she's beauty for ashes again. And I just feel that's for someone in here, that that shame doesn't have to be there anymore. That's good, you know, fast enough. Yeah, good. <laughs> you did great. Okay. A lot of times we get a word of knowledge, which is the Lord is showing us something that we wouldn't normally know. Um, and so we have to step back when we get something like that, and we have to ask him, okay, so what does this mean? And then he can help us with what he wants to do with what he just showed us. And that's the word of wisdom then, moving in the heart of God with what he just showed us. And so Ed has a testimony about that. Yeah, there was a young boy, uh, Soren was his name. Uh, Emily and Carrie were with me. It was their comprehensive exam for the year. And um, we... uh, we we were just in, this young boy came in and there was just a lot of encouragement. We were just encouraging him and I sat there and I had this moment with him. It was like I saw him he had leapt from one rock to another and got stuck. And so I just asked him, you know, and his eyes got big. Uh, about two years ago he was at he said, Yeah, I was just over there. And uh he leapt from one rock to another and all of this consequences of that had happened because he couldn't get off the rock. 
And so there were all these people and other things that took place. And uh, so just in being with him and just getting the shame off of him as well, because he had felt just so ashamed and he'd gotten in trouble. And there was just things that he was still kind of afraid of as a result of that. So we just um, prayed through that with him. And um, then we, we've been, we've had these, uh, um, we've gotten to know some of the psychics around us over the years. And uh, there was this uh, woman in the tent next door, and she at, at one point came and talked to me, and she said, you know, um, every time I've just been watching, and there's just all these people passing by your tent, and every time, he says, their countenance just changed. They just, something changes when they walk, just walk by your tent. And uh, Linnea is, was, is our d- doorkeeper, our gatekeeper. Now she probably talked to a thousand people. Uh, we had 384 come through the tent this year. And she probably talked to about a thousand people. And this person said, those who walk by, they shift. But those who stop and engage with her, there's, there's healing. There's something that just changes in them. And so that, you know, that it's, the things that are going down there are noticeable. So, yeah. Yeah. Linnea, there's just no one like Linnea, and she is so powerful in front. She's inviting people and engaging them. All It's, it's an amazing thing that she does. And so she's going to read a couple of um, the journal entries. After they come in and they receive whatever they get, we invite them to write down their experience or if they would like to. And so she's going to read a couple of what people wrote. Your booth had the highest vibration. Thank you ever so much for the incredible reading. So genuine, compassionate, and heartfelt. Thank you for seeing me in a way that is so affirming. It was a magical experience. You are all so beautiful and gracious, so peaceful, even in an open-air tent in the middle of chaos. They... You that I met that emanated peace, warmth, and happiness. It was so fun to just be with all of you and be seen in that light. So glad I stopped in for a word of encouragement. I'm opening my heart and soul to the next positive step. Look forward to building beautiful relationships with all of you in the future. Thank you. Just was that one? Yeah, it was one. Okay. I'm narrowed down from four to two. It's really (laughs) tough. Okay. Thank you for making me feel like I can have an impact on people's lives by helping them connect with the world and be open with each other. Your reading was amazing. The team of three absolutely nailed it. I now feel more comfortable chasing my creative dreams. Thank you for your gift of light and insight. It was just what I needed to hear. So she's going to read one more in just a second, but um, there are so many stories, and we did have to just pick um, some of them. So Pat's got a, a story. We really are hoping that... Um, this is not just once a year tent event, but that it's a lifestyle that no matter where we go, as we're listening to the Spirit and He's prompting us, we get to give life in whatever His heart is to whoever's around us. 
So I was uh, on a team with Ed on Monday afternoon, and this wonderful Jewish man named Howard came in and sat down, and as we were listening to the Lord um, for what we wanted to say to him, I heard um, Isaac, Yitzhak in Hebrew, which means laughter. And I said, I really feel like you have this gift of laughter inside you, that it's part of who God made you to be. And he said that he really felt that he was a comedian, but and, and that he had this unique gift to bring humor and laughter around very dark and, and disturbing and frightening subjects. But he was afraid to let it out and be this person because he had this really unreasonable fear of being killed because he was Jewish. Um, it was paralyzing him. He was in bondage to it. And uh, he's talked about the, the thousands of years of history of, of persecution, and then he really got into the Holocaust, and Ed very wisely said, when were you born? And he said, 1942. And so he had this generational download of trauma that was strangling him and keeping him from his destiny. Um, and Ed said, well, I follow Christ, and I believe that Jesus heals. And Howard said that he loved the things that Jesus taught. So God was already had him to this point. Um, so we called Dee Dee over uh, to pray this trauma prayer over him, and she prayed several times in the name of the Messiah with his permission. And cleared this trauma from his spirit, from his soul, from his body, because there's medical evidence that we call trauma in our cellular level, and cleared all that out. And when she was done, he was sitting there going, this is unbelievable. This is unbelievable. He was just, he couldn't get over the transformation. And we talked again a little bit about Jesus teaching, and he was talking about his own people saying, they missed it. They missed it. So it's it's just amazing because this man now has an experiential knowledge that Jesus the Messiah heals and sets people free. Okay, so Howard was gracious enough to write in our journal and Linnea is going to read that. Um, I don't have my glasses on. So, Howard, if you are here with us in the room today, we are so honored that you came into our tent and graced us with your beautiful presence and that you are a representation of so many amazing and wonderful and spiritual and kind people who are seeking truth in Boulder and who want freedom and who want the real deal. Uh, So we just bless you. Um, Howard at the door asked me what this was all about because he felt that we were in perilous times. And he said, I've been a truth seeker all my life, and I'm looking for the real deal. And I said, this is it, Howard. (laughs) And he said, so what can I expect to leave with? What can I expect to take with me? And I just simply said, an upgrade. And he said, okay, I'm in. (laughs) And Howard waited and waited and waited in very, very long lines of people and came back just as an encouragement to check his position on the list. And he got in, and when he came out, I said, so how was that for you? And he said, just incredible, unbelievable, just over the top. So this is what he wrote. The reading in interinterconnectedness with Ed, Pat, and Dee Dee was phenomenal. 
beautiful, healing, cleansing, inspiring, holy, sacred, powerful. Words are limiting. May you all be blessed in the spirit of Christ. May the divine be with you all. Isn't that so awesome? So... They're really let's, let's thank the team for all their efforts. All they yeah, so our great privilege. It's our great privilege. Yeah. It's like there's nothing like having God's love flowing through you, and it does take that first step of being uncomfortable and out of your comfort zone, but God is so faithful to meet us and flow through us, and this is what he wants to do with us all the days. And so if you would like to um, join us and get trained, we have classes starting in the fall, a prophetic class by Graham Cook that will change your life in experiential understanding of the heart of the Father. Um, and then we have some other courses. If you're into dream interpretation, you'd be watching the next year. We'll have courses on that as well. Thanks. All right. Let's do one more thing. Let's thank the Lord for all that he did down there. Right? He's beautiful. Just thank you, Jesus. Thank the Lord. We praise him. I know that some of you, as you're listening to this, you're thinking, could I do that? That's what they thought. Could I do that? The point is, you can by the Spirit of the Lord. And we're all called to be trained and equipped to share His love, to release His love. So He's gifted us in different ways, but as He's gifted us in different ways and called us and we respond to him. One thing we all do, all, one thing we can all do is give away his love. And just let that's what those people were all experiencing there that came into the tent. They knew they'd stepped into a place where they were being loved. They weren't being judged. They were just being loved. And so that's a beautiful thing. We thank the Lord for what he has done. Now, as we close the service this morning, uh, always we want to give you an opportunity to receive prayer. In the first service, someone gave their heart to Christ for the first time. So that was a, awesome. So I, we would offer that invitation again if you'd like to receive Christ. Maybe you would like a fresh baptism of the Holy Spirit. Maybe there's need for healing. And we have words on the screen for healing. These have been prayed uh, into where... Uh, God's directed us toward these needs. If you have a need for healing prayer for this or any other uh, needs for healing, maybe you do need word of encouragement or some word today. What took place in the tent for those people down there can take place for you here. So I call the ministry team forward. As the ministry team is forward, you may have to wait. Now, the one thing... I've noticed the people down at the tent are willing to wait for an encounter with God. So if they have to wait in a line, they wait in a line. So if that happens, if you have to wait for somebody else to be ministered to, don't just say, well, it's not my time, take off. If you're really being prompted for prayer, stay 
and let, let them pray for you. They, that's exactly what they'll do. And, and you will meet the Lord. So let's stand. And to some of you go that way, especially those of you who are parents to get your children. You can bring them back if you need. Just feel free to come forward and receive prayer. The Lord bless you. Have a great week. We'll see you. Bye.